0: Welcome to the panel on RNZ National, Wallace Chapman here. Chris Hipkins elected by his caucus early this afternoon. Is he the right person to lead Labour into the 2026 election? He thinks so. That just after four. 86% of people with diabetes experience issues with their eyes. We're highlighting the topic today on the panel. And what does it take to be part of a... Community Patrol, your local patrol, they want you, they need you, are you up for it? And Kenny Johnson for the ABC writes this, I had a bad experience at the mechanic. After talking to other women, it seems I'm not alone. Who goes on to say that she was quoted $200 more to fix the same car than when her father took it in for a quote. And I put this on on Facebook and Meg said amongst many, oh God. This all the time. I've bought every car I've owned on my own, yet if I took the then non-driving now ex-husband with me, they would always look to him. So what experience have you had as a woman at the mechanics, good or bad? And today another panel show and tell. Uh, Last time on the panel, we had a letter from a great granddad to Charles Darwin, who wrote back about dogs. What's tucked away in your cupboard? Text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Jenny Morton from Craig's Investment Partners. Partners. Jenny, welcome to the panel.
1: Hi Wallace, it's lovely to be here again
0: Yes, good to have you here Also Alan Blackman, he's a professor of chemistry Alan, kia ora. nice to have you in Hey, kia ora, Wallace
1: And to this, the
0: 163rd Melbourne Cup The race that stops two nations as it is billed Kicks off 5pm New Zealand time at Flemington, Melbourne First run in 1861, the tradition of the Cup Still going strong First prize for the winning connections is Australian 4.4 million And so with all the action, we have Jack Petley, a Kiwi and a well-known racing commentator in Sydney. Jack, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much, Wallace, and good afternoon all.
0: Yeah, and firstly, Jack, how is the atmosphere? Are you dressed and are you ready to party, Jack?
2: Well, it's an enormous absence here. I'm actually at the Sydney races because uh, there's a very big race there as well worth uh, 5 million, the big dance. And there's a a very big, big crowd at Sydney and they're expecting 80,000 at Flemington. And of course, this race, the Melbourne Cup, has worldwide interest now because there's an international pool on it. So if you look at some of the betting figures already, there's nearly 4 million on the win alone on this race. So it's going to be a mammoth betting race by start time.
0: Who are the favourites this year, Jack?
2: The favourite all along has been a horse trained by Willie Mullins, an Irishman, to be ridden by an Englishman, Brian Moore, a horse called Vauban. Uh, he was very, very successful at Royal Ascot in the long-staying race recently. His horse has raced over hurdles as well, so the 3,200 metres will not worry him whatsoever. He's been at about 4 dollars eighty, five $5.20 ever since the first Melbourne Cup markets were out. He's sitting at $5 now ahead of last year's winner, Gold Trip, who's at 7 50 But I'm not tipping him in my top four. I think the track <laughs> might be too hard for him. I'm actually putting Solcombe, Chris Wallace's horse, on top. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Now, I I believe, Jack, that it's quite rare for the favourite to win. Fiorente was the last to do it, and that was back in 2013.
2: It is. Well, I think this horse has been deserving of being a favourite all along. You often find with the Melbourne Cup that the favouritism changes as, as races are run during the spring. A horse that wins might be impressive but then becomes the favourite. But this horse, Vauban, has been the favourite ever since betting opened, And his work, track work in the last week has been outstanding. He's an outstanding horse. He'll see the distance. And he'll certainly uh, carry a lot of money today.
0: All right. Let's see if our panellists, Jack, are uh, into the Melbourne Cup, whether or not they're going to have a flutter. Uh, What about you, Jenny?
1: Well, I'm not going to have a flutter. But I did get number four, break up in the um, office sweepstake. I do think that we should just forego the sweepstake and the money can just go straight to morning tea because that's what happens if you win. You buy morning tea for everyone else. Um, I actually went to the Melbourne Cup about 23 years ago and it was a brilliant day out and I had so much fun and I don't think I saw a horse all day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the bar must have been good. <laughs> we
1: were in the nursery car park. So there was right. a nice big screen, but yeah, and no I, actual horses.
0: I mean, I guess the, 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 there's that too, Jack A, because it's actually, it can be a day for all, can't it?
2: Oh, it's an amazing day. I remember the first cup I went to, a mate of mine rang me up and said, We have to leave at six o'clock in the morning, so I'd give it a break. I won't be up by then. We're leaving at six o'clock in the morning. And when we arrived, the car park was half full. I mean, people just make it one big, long day. Mm. And in Sydney, I mean, the the race-goers are lining up at the start of the race meeting today. And everywhere you go around the city, there are people celebrating in cafes, hotels. It is one massive day in Australia.
3: What about you, Alan? Are you a Melbourne Cup fan? Uh, No, no, I'm not a racing fan at all. I've got to say that reading up about this, the most exciting thing I saw was the fact that they're letting people in in shorts this year into Flemington, apparently.
0: Okay, so fashion, uh, you've got your eye on the fashion. He's a fashion man, Jack. Uh, I want to know, Jack Petley, are there any Kiwi horses in the race?
2: it's quite remarkable actually many many years ago when as a young cadet journalist on the herald the melbourne cup was made up of australian and new zealand horses uh, today there's only one new zealand horse there are only three australian bred horses and with a scratching there are 18 UK, european horses and one japanese horse so it just shows you that the international recognition nice. of this race compared to what it was when we were little fellows, and probably ten Kiwis went around against twelve Australians, uh, they're they're not to be seen. I mean, the, these European horses are bought specifically for the cup. They're trained in Europe for the cup. The money's excellent, and as a consequence, it, it's just the wealth of the European horses racing today.
0: It's extraordinary. So the makeup, the actual make of, of of the horse racing industry, has quite changed. What about then? How many horses in the race were bred in All New Zealand, Jack?
2: One
0: Okay, right
2: it and, it's, it, a, yeah. and it's a $71 shot, Daquian Sweet Junior, of course, is going to be ridden by a Kiwi, Daniel Stackhouse, but that's the only one. Uh, and, of course, the Australians are very much into breeding for speed because there's so much money available for uh, two-year-old racing, three-year-old racing and sprint racing that uh, you don't see many Australian bred horses staying in races now. They go short-distance races more. A mm.
0: uh, question from Melissa, uh, Jack. There's a Kiwi jockey named James. McDonald seems to be winning a lot at the moment. Can you tell me about him?
2: He's rated probably one of the best riders in the world. He's been successful uh, around the world. He was very successful at the recent Royal Ascot meeting. He was uh, born in Cambridge uh, from a racing family, but he is without a doubt one of the best jockeys in the world, much traveled, uh, much sought after. He rides Gold Trip because the winner rider on Gold Trip last year, Mark Zara, has decided to ride without a fight instead of Gold Trip. He reasons that the track is a bit harder today than was last year. Gold Trip likes a little bit of moisture on the track. So the hints, he changed the ride. But McDonald's a tremendous rider. Uh, he's already ridden three or four winners at the meeting. And uh, in Sydney, he's the number one jockey. He's been there for Gosh. about seven years.
0: Yeah. Wow, extraordinary. Eh? James McDonald there. Finally, Jack, well, before we uh, let you go there, to concentrate on the race. Uh, for those who are listening across the country and a totally new to the Melbourne Cup. What do I need to know to go and have a bit of a flutter?
2: Well, I think you really have to look at horses that have very good staying form. A horse like Valbin, who's won over hurdles, will get no problem getting 3-2. Gold Trips, already won at the distance. You, you can't take a punt on a horse, maybe. This is a race that horses have been super, superbly trained to run two miles or 3,200 metres. So if you think it could get two miles, uh, don't put it in your tips. Look at the horses that have very good staying form, and they include Solcombe, Vauban, mm-hmm. Gold Trip, and uh, the, the Japanese horse, who uh, there's a lot of money arriving for it now, Break Up. They're the horses. They're the, the top of the handicap, <laughs> and they're, they're there because of their, their performances.
0: Oh, Jack, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's Jack Petley there, uh, New Zealander and well-known racing commentator in Sydney. Now, if you are wanting to listen to the Melbourne Cup uh, and you are currently listening to RNZ via the web, our app or through RNZ Pacific, you will need to tune into our AM or FM frequency in order to hear the race. We will not be carrying the race via those platforms and RNZ will be carrying the feed live at five or so. So stay tuned here. A bit of response regarding uh, your mechanic stories. Um, When I took my car in about a slow leak in one tyre he told me that Hondas often had this problem. I asked how the badge on the front could make a difference to a tyre. No response <laughs> this from an interesting article in the ABC news Kelly Johnson. Uh, I had a bad experience with the mechanic after talking to other women. It seems I'm not alone. so what experiences have you had uh, with your mechanic? Good, bad. Or woeful. Keep them coming. Two one zero one, or email the panel at rnz.co.nz, and also uh, an occasional feature. It's called the panel show and tell. Keep those coming in. All right. Now it's time for I've been thinking. Ginny Morton, what's been on your mind?
1: Oh, look, I've been having a bit of a rant recently, actually, Wallace, and even put it on the uh, the old Facebook. There's, there's, Christchurch is a pretty vibrant and exciting city these days. We've had lots of fantastic new buildings go up with some interesting architecture. Um, we've got all sorts of things going on in the city, and it feels really good. And then you come across a building that is sitting there untouched for the last 13 years in a derelict state, um, often graffitied, uh, not with one of the beautiful city murals, but in, in a tagged kind of way. And I just feel like... And I my office is opposite one of those buildings, and I just feel like that these landowners, these building owners, should actually be held to account for the fact that they have done nothing to repair these buildings. And they're often heritage buildings, so the one that I face is a beautiful old Art Deco building, one of the few examples of that architecture in Christchurch. It was Victoria Mansions, and that was beautifully picked out with um, brass lettering on the front of the building, which has long been nicked. Um, And it's just really dispiriting when so many people are investing in the city and getting it going. We've got you know really vibrant retail going on there's not a spare shop to be had in the in the city mall and the pedestrian areas and then you've got these landowners who are just doing nothing and these buildings just sit there looking dreadful and are quite frankly a horrible reminder of a dreadful day in our lives.
0: Mm. It might also be the fact Jenny as well as that because of the strengthening codes that building that you see might cost several million just to get it to spec.
1: Well, that might be true. In this particular case, it's not a private individual who owns the building. It's actually a a company who are supposedly specialists in restoring... Oh. uh has a heritage building so they own this <laughs> particular building and another one across the way p- uh, the peterborough Center and they have done they've bought these buildings up and they've done nothing to repair them so I know it's costly but it's they they costly. bought them post earthquake from the original owners mm-hmm. um and so you know they've really got no excuse that's that's it's they bought them with the intention of doing something with them so get on and do it it's been nearly what 13, 13 years next year you know just get on and get something done so and the council s- should step in and quite frankly make something happen
0: can't you can't you mitigate the visual pollution can't you um, plant some willows or something i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of solutions for you jenny
1: yeah. there is no yeah, solution yeah. except, except right. the the owners getting on and getting on with it getting a it. Blinds.
0: blinds yeah all right blinds. alan <laughs> uh, alan blackman i've been thinking
3: um, big big night coming up on saturday night national quiz championships at Eden Park. How did I miss that? Yeah, I yeah, know. How did National, I miss National Pub Cruise Championships. Uh, the team that I'm in, we've won it three times and oh, runners up twice. So we're looking to beat those Timberuvians this year. What's anyway. the second highest mountain in the world? Second highest, K2. Oh. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> anyway, um, so I've been. What's thinking. the least
1: common blood type?
3: Ooh. <laughs> oh, look, I could tell you
1: something that might win it for you on Saturday night You could,
3: you could Well, tell me away, because I don't know I think I'll... it's
1: O-negative
3: Okay, you think? Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to look I, that up Well,
1: according to a book I just read, it's O-negative
0: send us a general quiz question
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to get Professor Blackman <laughs> oh, geez, once and for all Send us a hoist, general quiz question Hoist by my own petard in that case Anyway, I'm going to give a shameless plug to a uh, fantastic podcast um, that I've recently come across, a thing called 500songs.com, and that is 500, spelt out in numbers.com. A guy by the name of Andrew Hickey has taken it upon himself to tell the history of rock music in 500 songs. He's cool. currently up to 169. Um, he gets a, maybe a couple out a month, so it's a real labor of love. And it is Utterly stunning. Anybody who's got any, any love for rock music at all needs to listen to this because um, he is encyclopedic in his knowledge. It's absolutely incredible. The last few songs that he's done, uh, Peace of My Heart "My Big Brother and the Holding Company, I Say a Little Prayer, Aretha Franklin, The Wait, The Band, Crossroads by Cream, Dark Star, Grateful Dead, White Light, White Heat, The Velvets, um, and, and The Velvet Underground. I cannot stand The Velvet Underground, but he's got about a three-hour... Podcast on the Velvet Underground. You poor which thing. Is absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's actually good. Oh, it is, it is astounding. Can't stand the music, but by God, he is just so knowledgeable. Absolutely brilliant. 500songs.com, people. You nice. Will, you will thank me.
0: <laughs> 500songs.com. Alan Blackman, Ginny Morton, the panel. Do stay with us here till five.